0: Hi, and welcome back to Artificial Intelligence, the periodic podcast that looks deeply into the intersection of voice technology and AI and how it's touching a wide variety of sectors and industries across the world. My name is Bradley Metrock. I'm CEO of a company called Score Publishing based in Nashville, Tennessee. I am very pleased to have as my guest today Rushi Ganmuki. Am I pronouncing that right?
1: Uh, that's correct.
0: Rushi, thank you for joining us. Um, you are founder and CEO of a company called Bola AI. Tell us who you are. Tell us what Bola AI does and tell us why you started the company.
1: Sure thing. Thanks for having me, Bradley. Um, sure. Yeah, so my my background personally is in the uh, AI field, um, specifically natural language processing. Um I uh, worked at MIT as a researcher for a few years on some projects for the FDA as well as DARPA. Voice technology was really blowing up two years ago, really at the beginning of the cycle where Alexa, Google Home, these were supposed to replace the mobile, replace everything, really take over the world. Um, and honestly, they've done a great job of that. I think there's a lot of cool use cases out there. Almost on a weekly basis, I hear about a new voice company doing something that I couldn't even imagine. And then I'm like, that's really cool. Um, So, yeah, we decided to jump into the space. Um, Right now, Bull AI, we build um, build voice, AI voice assistants for uh, medical and dental EHRs, uh, the electronic health record software. Um, This kind of comes out of what uh, this is a a pretty well-known problem of uh, digital documentation requirements on doctors. Right. They have to spend a ton of time um, taking notes whether this is during the appointment or it's called pajama time they have to do it at night Um, we've seen uh, a lot of times they have to hire a scribe to do this while they're in um, while they're with a patient during an examination um i think we've heard we've heard something of like up to 50 percent of the doctor's time can be spent interacting with the ehr um this again this this is a a burden on a doctor Um, look they they've been to school since like 10 years to become really top-notch medical professions professionals, um, and they, they, they don't want to spend all their time interacting with the computer. Their, their focus is patient care. Um, this also detracts from the patient experience because your doctor is looking at the computer the whole time during your examination. Um, there's a pretty well-known uh, story about um, a little girl was asked to, to draw a picture of a doctor's appointment and it's her sitting on the table, the examination table, and the doctor staring at their screen the entire time. That's, um, that's awful. Yeah, exactly. It really does detract from the experience. We've even heard that um, patients are actually nervous to speak to the doctor while, they're type, while the doctor is typing into the EHR because they think the doctor is doing something really important where they just may be documenting something. Um, so it really does detract from the whole process. Um, now there's a lot of companies kind of tackling this problem in different ways. Um, There's a few out there doing purely notes, just pure notes, taking for doctors. Um, What we like to focus on is the things that need to be done when the patient is in the room. So these include examinations um, that need to be, these can't be done after the fact. Um, And they're very high on their data entry and data retrieval. Um, And it's very, um, it's kind of monotonous, tedious work for them because it's a lot of the same variables. It could be a almost filled in automatically. And then you just change um, what's changed since the last time. Um, so that's our main focus. Um, and right now, we're actually uh, we're focused on the dental market. So our use case here is uh, something called perio charting. Um, not sure last time everyone's been to the dentist or if you took note of this. Um, but basically, they have to go uh, through your entire mouth uh, with a little probe, um, gum by gum, tooth by tooth. And mark gum depths, which could be a sign of uh, gingival disease. Um, And then mark a bunch of other variables like bleeding, um, recession, uh, bacterial, pus, mobility. Uh, And there's eight or so variables like that along with the gum depths. Um, So right now we see hygienists and dentists. um, They either have to literally take their hands, their hands are in your mouth. They literally have to take their hands out of your mouth in the gloves and type it into their computer. Um, periodically, or they have to have an assistant there record it for them. Um, so with Bola AI system, we integrate into their EHR, um, and we allow them to do this all over voice um, and save them the kind of time or cost associated with that process.
0: That's pretty interesting. Did you get more involved with dentistry at the start, or is that sort of something that came about as an evolution of your business over time and just identifying that as, as sort of a more low-hanging fruit use case?
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, actually, let me walk you through a little bit of our uh, kind of history and how we came to dental. Sure thing. Dental's not the most obvious uh, market for everyone to get into right away. Um, so yeah, so we, so as mentioned, I, we really got interested in this space, um, all these devices out there, um, really the power of voice. Um, so we started looking, um, we saw that there's a lot of good consumer skills out there, Alexa skills. Um, now either they're pure consumer or a lot of consumer, um, health skills out there. Um, so that was very interesting. Um, we took a more kind of B2B route to start off with. Um, and yeah, we really did like a, almost a three month exploration into this space of just trying to find where, where these technologies can really help the users. Um, Where, where can we get, where can we really provide value? Um, So kind of starting off at the most abstract layer, we, we started to find patterns of people in non-traditional jobs, uh, they don't work at a desk, their hands are encumbered in some way. That's like kind of the most abstract um, use case we could get of it's, it's difficult for them to enter and retrieve data from a computer. That's like the most abstract level. Um, and then we broke this down into kind of a framework we have for use cases. Uh, we call it clean hands, busy hands, dirty hands. Um, so these, we saw these three buckets of voice use cases. Um, so busy hands would be basically somebody whose hands are taken up by something else, and they need to retrieve data and um, enter data. Uh, so a good, uh, good example of this would be a salesman on the road. Um, they have to update their CRM after a sales call. They have to see where their next sales site is, all while driving around uh, the country. Um, now, we've seen, I think, uh, Salesforce has taken a nice, um, has taken a, a, has basically built this use case out with their Einstein um, for, uh, voice for Salesforce. Um, so, that, that was the busy hands. Um, the dirty hands is, um, is exactly what it sounds like. Your hands are dirty. Um, so we saw a lot of auto mechanics, um, they do a lot of, um, they do a lot of uh, parts ordering throughout the day, but their hands are dirty, they're covered in motor oil, they're underneath the car, but they still want to be able to do this parts ordering. And we actually saw a lot of automotive shops actually have to hire somebody just to do the parts ordering for them. So doing this over voice makes it very seamless for them. Um, so that was the dirty hands use case, and then the one we settled on was the clean hands use case. Um, that's basically when you're in gloves, you're supposed to be in a sterile environment. Um, you don't want to interact, you don't want to be touching anything you shouldn't be touching. Um, so this is where the medical, the dental, we've also seen pharmaceutical research come into play. Um, so being in, naturally being in Boston um, and through our network, we found a lot of pull from this market. Um, as well as, of course, the, uh, the Voice and Health conference. Uh, a lot of pull from this market. Um, we decided then uh, a few of our um, guys on the sales side have experience in the dental market. They worked at a few dental startups. And we would go around and we would uh, just, even before we built anything in the product, uh, we would go around, talk to hygienists, doctors. Um, and the pull was huge. They got it right away. They basically just started asking, how much does it cost and do you integrate with my EHR? Um, so a lot of pull right away um, and yeah, then we just dove deep, uh, deep into dental and kind of more and more use cases have revealed themselves over time. And we definitely see the excitement from that market, which is a good early indicator.
0: For sure. And um, and yeah, BOLA AI will be part of the Voice of Healthcare Summit uh, coming up at Harvard Medical School. Uh, we're excited about that. It. Um, uh, I guess, even before I get into my next question, I'm just curious as well. Where did the name Bola AI come from?
1: Uh, thanks. Thanks for asking. Sure. Uh, so surprisingly, everyone asked me about this. I didn't think it would be uh, such a hot topic. Um, so my parents, um, my parents grew up in uh, Bombay. Um, and they speak in um, Mumbai, they speak a language, Marathi. It's very similar to Hindi. Um, and in that language, Bola actually means, it means like to speak. Um so it's a very it's it's a very casual way of saying to speak. Um, I called my mother and um she picked up the phone, she would say Bola, like speak, go ahead, start. Huh. And so I thought, yeah, being a voice company, it's a nice short word, very easily pronounceable, four letters. Um and a lot of people loved it to start off with, so we stuck with it.
0: Interesting. Yeah, very cool. Um so yeah, you've been around this space for a while. Um, you've been uh, working with Bola AI for a while, uh, since 2017, um, great pedigree, you know, coming coming out of M- MIT. I'm looking at your LinkedIn here. It's really impressive. Um, so you know as well as anybody that there's just sort of been this hurry up and wait thing going on with voice and healthcare.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Everybody knows that it needs to be part of the equation. Everybody knows that when you're at the operating table, you need to have some sort of voice interface with the computer. Like It's just incredibly clear. Um, Hearing you talk about the dentist, um, it just becomes obvious that voice and healthcare ought to go together like peanut butter and jelly. But instead they, uh, for a while, for years, seem to go together like oil and water. <laughs> um, and, and we're starting to now just sort of come out of that, um, you know, um, and, and I give Amazon a lot of credit because the work that they've done with Alexa and the investment of time and, and resources and people uh, to, to push Alexa as this mainstream voice assistant, it's really helped move the market forward. And then just a few months ago, they took the, the, the very important step of making Alexa HIPAA compliant and sending that signal to the market that mm-hmm. this is the way we're going to go. And so all of that to, to preface asking you, Rushi, what excites you the most about what you've seen lately with voice and AI either specifically in healthcare or you know, uh, in some other realm. What's, what's top of mind for you as you look at the landscape right now?
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: Um, so definitely um, anything around Alexa
1: and Google Home really excites me. Um, what I'm really curious to see um, from non-healthcare angle is what's gonna be the first, like I think everyone's waiting for this, what's gonna be the first killer consumer Alexa skill? What is that gonna be? Um, I love the parallels to basically like when the when mobile came out, Uber, Lyft, Airbnb, these kind of all really fed into that ecosystem, and they couldn't be done before because uh, without the mobile technology. So now, kind of bringing that parallel back to Alexa and Google Home, what's what's going to be that like first just huge killer use case for the consumer market in Alexa and Google Home? Um, definitely always curious about that, and really curious to see where that's going to go. Um, now, in terms of the in the healthcare market, actually, the really interesting thing is um, there's a ton of companies around this space, either AI in health or voice in health, um, and th- these problems are. I mean, these the market is huge, and these problems are huge. So basically, every company can focus on like almost one task. Um, we've seen companies that basically do just note taking to insurance codes. Uh, very cool demo. Um, So there's a lot of these companies that are doing really like um, very specific things, but again, they're solving huge problems. Um, They sound like small things at first, but then you realize this is a huge problem that's gonna save millions and millions of dollars.
0: There's a good example of that that'll be there next week at the Voice of Healthcare Summit, and they're called Triad Health AI. You ever heard of these guys?
1: Uh, I think I have.
0: So what they do is, um, if you get diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, you immediately, the way I understand it, you immediately have to begin, you know, a um, this sort of escalated exercise regimen mm-hmm. um, if you intend on sticking around. <laughs> and uh, and this company, Triad Health AI, um, is applying voice specifically to that niche of using voice experiences uh, primarily on Alexa right now, if I understand it right, to monitor uh, and execute uh, these exercise regimens for people with Parkinson's. I mean, that's a pretty niche thing, but when you're talking about the ubiquity of these voice devices and voice interfaces, it's something that can touch a lot of people. So yeah, you're right. There's a lot of different examples that are floating out there yeah
1: definitely um actually one thing that really excites us um we saw a lot of um at i think it was hymns as well as the voice and health conference last year is the biomarker stuff being able to listen to somebody's voice and detect um, detect stress detect um, a lot of the mental health stuff um, that just seems that almost seems like magic to us um so i think that has a really really bright future um as well and we're we're constantly following companies in that space as well. It's really interesting.
0: So Rushi, I want to ask you one more question and, and I like to ask this on different podcasts because it, I feel like the answers that you get sort of give good perspective into how somebody is educated and knowledgeable in all of this things like yourself. So in, so right now it is, uh, August the 1st. Um, by August 1st, 2020, where do you want Bola AI to be? What, what's Bola AI, where's Bola AI going to be at in one year's time?
1: Perfect. Um, so, yeah, so actually some exciting news. We just entered into um, some preliminary agreements with one, the uh, largest uh, DSO, dental service organization in the U.S., Um, as well as uh, the largest uh, dental EHR provider in the US. Um, So really excited about that, Um, hacking away, making, uh, developing, testing with customers, all of that. So really excited about that. Um, So yeah, definitely would love to see those, definitely by next August, come really into real fruition, um, expand on our use cases. So I mentioned Perio. Um, Perio is just uh, almost like a, a foot in the door for us. Um, there's a lot of other cool stuff that we've heard from the, um, the dentists and the EHR. Um, so we can do x-ray navigation, um, there's other types of procedures, um, some types of treatment planning. Um, so definitely start to really build out those and get, away, get more into the, I'd say right now where the voice enabling the EHR, we wanna really, the vision is to become the voice assistant for the EHR, which means that that actual intelligence is involved in that. Um, that actual workflows can be passed over and it, it, it truly acts as an intelligent uh, assistant to the de- uh, dentist and doctor. Um, and then on the medical front, we're, we've been exploring use cases for a pretty long time. A lot of the mes- medical specialities um, have very similar flows to these perio and dentists. So we definitely love to get started with um, one of our first use cases in medical as well by, uh, by next August.
0: Rushi, this is great. Um, It's exciting to hear what you're doing. It's exciting to see what BOLA AI is and is becoming. Thank you for sharing some of your time as well as your expertise with not just me, but our audience today. It's greatly appreciated.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Bradley.
0: I look forward to meeting you next week in person. Um, The Voice of Healthcare Summit will be August 5th and 6th at Harvard Medical School. And we look forward to seeing you there. Perfect, yeah, very excited. For Artificial Intelligence, Episode 5, part of Voice First FM, thank you for listening, and until next time.